ever watched the World Series color softball, of course, and thought, that player is superhuman. Like, there's no way the rest of us or our girls could ever do that. We put players like today's guests on a pedestal for good reason, because they are amazing competitors. But really, they got there with a specific skill set. Certain tools in their toolbox that allowed them to bounce back faster, stay confident, and perform consistently, even against the toughest opponents. That skill set is the mental game. I know you know this since you're a listener to this podcast, but do you know what it actually looks like when you pull back the curtain and see what the day-to-day commitment, the tough times pushing through adversity, and that voice in your head telling you you can't? Today's guest is going to tell you how she overcame adversity and worked on her mental game to help her become one of the elite pitchers of our time. And if you like what she has to say, you're going to want to check out our upcoming Next Level Bootcamp. This virtual five-day team workshop will give your players the foundation they need to become the confident, mentally tough player that you know they can be. To learn more, head to mentalsweetspot.com slash team bootcamp. Now let's head to the show. Get your head in the game, coach. You're about to get your audio dose of softball inspiration. I'm Melanie Rushing, And I'm Alicia Smith. And we help softball teams win more games and have more fun. Right now, you're joining thousands of passionate coaches across the nation who are dragging the field, prepping for the day, or driving to that other job while they learn and grow as a coach. So if you're ready to learn how to build a strong team culture, get your players to believe, and make a real difference in their lives, you're in the right place. This is the Mental Sweet Spot Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for sticking with us. If you've been around for a while, you've been on a bit of a hiatus, but it's so worth it because today we've got our first current student athlete. Thank you, new NIL rules. And we are so thrilled for our first to be this young woman. She is not only one of the most prolific players on the field, but just an amazing human. Very grateful she could squeeze in a little time in her crazy schedule. We bring you Miss Montana Fouts. Welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, um, I remember when we interviewed uh, Jessica Mendoza, she was like, I need Mel to walk around and introduce me every time I walk into a room. <laughs> so Everything, Every single yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Time. <laughs> so, but thanks again for, for joining us. And I kind of wanted to start off by, like everyone probably knows, right, the story and watching your perfect game, which was just awesome. But we know that you just didn't start there, right? You have been playing for a really long time, worked really, really hard. So can you tell us just a little bit kind of about your journey and how you got to Alabama? Yeah, well, okay. So I started playing softball, I guess, as coach pitch. So if you're going to count that, probably about five. But my dad always played. So I was like the kid um, running around in a bat bag, like the one that was being carried in a bat bag pretty young. And then whenever I was old enough, big enough to start throwing, I did. And I started pitching probably about seven, seven and a half, like eight. It was, I tell all the girls I give lessons in camp and I'm like, y'all don't stress out. The first time I was pitching, it was rolling on the ground for like three months. So don't worry about it. But I started that travel ball. I, we started young. We had a pretty good travel ball team um, out of West Virginia, my eight-year-old year. And we just competed and it never really stopped until I came to school here. So I've been fortunate to have great travel ball coaches and, travel around the country from shoot 14 at least um on then but yeah it's been a long I I committed my I was 13 14 so this was like my freshman year of high school so that was before the rules changed but I luckily chose so early like the best university ever um with the greatest coaches ever but yeah so it's been 
I've, I have an army behind me, so I got to give credit to all my support. Um, so yeah, they're, they're the reason for it all. That's for sure. I love that. And I love that you said you had army behind you because you pitchers wear a lot on your shoulders out on that mound by yourselves. So it's really important that you have the support. Can you talk about how having that support system from your coaches to your teammates, to your family and friends, how that helps you feel confident and ready to go on the mound? Yeah, I mean, definitely the older that I've gotten, the more that I realize that I always knew this, but the more the older I get, it's more, it's more of a mental game than it even is close to physical, like whatsoever. So even my freshman, sophomore year, I was like, I didn't really understand it until like you go through something where you love the game so much. And I think it's really important to have somebody that knows, like not just one person, I have a lot. I got a lot of people that understand how much I love the game and how much I want to get better, but Sometimes stuff happens, so it's nice that to have an army that is there for you when things happen, and then when things go well, they know that they know that there's the other side. They don't see just that one side. So I think that mine, I'm a, I might be a little bit biased, but I've got the got the best ones. But it's important just because you can't do it by yourself, and that's also a downfall at first. Like I was like, ah, this is not a big deal. It's, you know what? I'll get it out of my head. I'm you're supposed to feel this way, as far as like. We'll probably talk about that a little bit more later, but yeah, that's, it's definitely important to have an army behind you. I'm going to ask now, what, what specifically are you referring to? Like, I guess like doubts and like that type of thing. I mean, there, it's going to come. I mean, it's just part of the game. Like you're going to fail 70% of the time. And when you succeed three out of 10 times, you're an All-American. So, I mean, as referring to hitting and even pitching too, like you're going to, you, you're playing every single day. So I just think, it's really easy. I think we call them the ants. Like you can't do this, you can't do that. And we just don't say it because one of those thoughts get in your head and you start thinking like that, you're physically not going to perform because your brain's always wanting to do what your, or your body's always wanting to do what your brain's telling it to do. So I think it took me a while to understand that that was like actually true. And it can happen to anybody, no matter how hard you work, no matter how much you want it, no matter how great your support system is, you're going to probably run into that at some point. And that's when your support system is really beneficial for you. But I mean, I'm probably, I, it could happen to me this year. It could happen to me tomorrow, you know, but I think just being able to counterfeit that and have a support system and just have experience. Unfortunately, it takes experience to say, that's not true. Like I'm not this, I'm not that. I work hard. I deserve it. All that type of thing. And I think that's what, when it all kicks in, when it all meshes together. What is one of the most recent, um, like adversity maybe that you have gone through that you really had to not only rely on your support system, but maybe some of that mental toughness that you talked about? I would say probably the most recent that I think about like all, not in a good way now, but the one that I think about all the time is my freshman year. I like, I had a pretty, like a pretty good year and we won as a team and we did really well. And my sophomore year, I had to take some time off and all my support system knows I hate doing that. I hate taking time off. And from the get-go, I was like, I can't do this because I'm not going to be the same when I get back. What I'm not going to do it. So just don't make me. Unfortunately, I had some like injury stuff and I had to take time off. It's not just for fun, right? So I was already in a bad headspace about it anyway. But I took the time off. I came back. You know, I wasn't doing horrible, but in my head, I was like, this, this is bad. This is bad. And it's always worse in your head than what it really is. But I was my sophomore season, so COVID year, 
I came out and I just was so disappointed in myself because I wasn't there. Like I wasn't doing my job for the team and they were all so still supportive. Like all the coaches, my family, they were like, you're going to get through it. Like it's, I mean, everybody has like those times and sometimes those seasons, unfortunately, but uh, we didn't even get that many games in, but I was just so stuck in my head on like, I'm going to be better today, 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 instead of like progress over outcome. But um, not luckily because I'm, it's unfortunate with COVID and everything in the world that's going on, but I did get the mental break from competing because I love it so much that whenever it doesn't go your well, go your way for a long time, it doesn't sit well in your head. So I got a break. I got to go back to the, like the core of my support system, my family. And I just, just pitched with my dad. I mean, it was just like, this is fun again. I started falling in love with it and I didn't realize that I was ever like, not that I didn't love it, but that I was doing it for all the wrong reasons as far as like, it came more of like a, this is what I'm supposed to do. Not, I love to do it. So I fell in love with it again. And then it took some time because even when I came back, I think last year and before postseason, I wasn't even doing exactly what I wanted to do. So it took time. And I think that a lot of people just see like the COVID season or they even forget about it. People forget about it, but I, I remember it and my coaches remember it. And I think if it wasn't for that, it, I wouldn't be like the same player whatsoever. Um, I think I definitely look at the game a different way and I love the game more now and every, every accomplishment that I've had post that wouldn't have happened with, without that. So I think it's just important to realize like you learn from failure and so you're not a failure. I mean, you succeed and you learn. There's no in between. So, yeah. It's so refreshing to hear that story for so many girls, people, humans <laughs> who go through what you did, that, that self-doubt, the being so frustrated. Can you talk a little bit more about the thoughts that were going through your head before COVID hit and then how you saw that those thoughts we're really working against you and how you can work through it. Yeah, I, so I'm a very, I'm very big into my faith first, but my, I, I can specifically remember this game because it kind of ties in and it's like a full circle thing, but we played UCLA before COVID hit and they beat us like seven, nothing. And I don't even think I made it. I only made it like 1.2 innings. Like I had to be jerked in the second and I came in and I was like, I was trying to throw it down the middle. Like I, in my head, I was trying and it just, nothing seemed to be working. I couldn't hit a spot. I walked like seven people and which is very uncharacteristic. I mean, even if they hit me, like I'm not going to walk seven, I would rather hit you or throw it down the middle than walk you at that point. And I just remember having that and thinking, so my dreams are first, my dreams are to play softball after college and I want to play in the Olympics. And I just want to, I just love softball so much. I just want to be part of it forever. And then failing like that, I was like, my dreams are going to come true immediately. Like, that's where my head went. I was like, here goes my dreams. I'm not succeeding for my team. We can win. I love this team, but I'm just not it for this team right now. And I just wanted it so bad. So I think that, like, pre that, I just realized that life's more than the game. No matter how much I love it, I can't control every little thing. Like, I can control how hard you work, but you can't, I mean, I can't go pitch for 24 hours of the day which I would like to do, but I can't. So, I mean, all that stuff like leads to little things like injuries and things like that, but like, I can't control everything. So at that point you put in the work. Uh, one of my favorite things to tell the girls that 
I give in lessons in camp to is you can control how hard you work so that way you don't have to worry on the field because if you're worrying on the field it's probably because you feel like you haven't done everything you could so I've always felt that way until that past year when I took the time off and I kind of like put everything together and I was like this is why I feel this way and it's not because I'm pitching poorly in my head I just told myself I don't deserve to play this well because I haven't put in the work unfortunately you can't like you can't control injuries and things like that all the time but I think if you like start thinking to the root of how your head's working and what you're thinking about it's not so much of it's my fault it's just like so many things are happening to make you think this way but really I just like dove I kind of like not really straight away but kind of like put all my faith in the right places and back in um God, obviously, and my support, my support family, my army, my coaches, my teammates, everything. And I just invested in them instead of investing in myself because they are what makes me get up out of bed in the morning. So I think just putting your investment in the right places too. You kind of talked about previously how uh, during or after you went, it sounds like you went home during the COVID year and you were really kind of frustrated. You said you started focusing on process over outcome. What were some of the tools or techniques or things that you did, focused on, tried to really focus on the process? Well, for pitching-wise, I knew that my mechanics is what has gotten me. That's what's got me through. That's just the core of everything, especially for me because I love throwing a fastball. So, like, none of my other pitches felt like they were working. And growing up, I didn't even throw any other pitches until I was, like, 14. So I just went back and me and my dad were like, let's just throw fastball for like a month. I mean, this is March at this point. I didn't have to play again until August the next year. So we just kind of went back and we were like, okay, let's just throw fastball. Then I threw fastballs like down the middle forever. And then it's like, I start feeling like not really stronger, like physically. Cause I mean, I was doing all the same things. It's not like I wasn't, but I think it was just as much as just like a reset like, I don't have to do this right now. Like, I, I have time to figure it out. I don't have to. Even if we were playing, I still think that I could have said that. Because I know that some people are probably like, oh, you probably just got lucky, like, with the time stuff. But I think that I would be able to counter it now by saying that it what matters is in June and not so much March. Like, we every year that we're here, that we've got a couple games or, like, a week or two where it's like, gosh, we're not doing so well. And then in June, it's like we're playing the best we ever have. So it's just, that's like a good, like, timeline basis of how I was feeling. It wasn't so good then. And then all the way up, it's like, that's what matters. And that's what's going to, that's what you're going to remember whenever you are struggling the next time, because it's going to happen again. But just knowing that it can't happen in the snap of your fingers. So going into this year, just starting fall ball, getting going, and into this season, uh, what do you have in your own toolkit now that will help you get through the inevitable little bumps that you face? Uh, well, I definitely like the people, like I said that over and over again, but like they all know, like I've got people at home, people here that everything that I've been through, because like I said, you can't do it by yourself. So just having people to talk to. And even if it's as simple as thinking, like, I'm never going to be able to throw a change up. Like if you keep telling yourself that you're not going to be able to throw one. So, I mean, I think that's as simple as saying, I'm never going to be able to win a national championship. Or I'll never be able to win like an SEC or PAC or whatever championship that anybody's playing for, or literally state or championship or anything. If you 
keep telling yourself that you're not gonna be able to so having people that you can talk to and have people that you trust to be like you're capable of doing it you might have to put in the work but you're capable of doing it so I think that leading in the off season especially because we have a young team but I've never been so excited to play and I think that that's probably going to drive me further this season I think it's something different every single year for me but this year it's just I think everything happens for a reason as far as like even past years and our teams then, but I'm super excited because everybody's so fresh and we had 16 and waste this morning and we're like hollering and yelling and we're running. And I'm like, I've never done this before. I was like, I hate running. And then it's like, I find myself like looking at my teammates that I've met for a week now. And it's like, I love this girl. Like I love her. And I think that's the team that deserves everything that I can give them. I could just, cry right now thinking about I just love I love the game of softball and how it just makes people feel and I'm I'm really excited so I think that's going to drive me and a lot of my other teammates because we love it and it's not something that we have to do we get to do it and that's that's honestly just such a, a mindset shift right like changing that mindset shift from I have to, to I want to, to I love to. And when you really are surrounded by people who you want to do it with and do it for, there's something so powerful in that too. And I've I've been coaching many years myself and I've seen, I've seen when that happens, when you truly do it and for a purpose and for each other and this team unit just kind of like breathes collectively together. And that's what's so fun. So regardless of win or losses, that's the best part. So what can you bring to, or what would you think you can bring to these younger girls, right? Who might come and be like, oh my gosh, my, my teammate is Montana Fowl. It's like, what, what can you bring to them, right? To help, help them get through maybe some of the things that you faced in the past. I think just being vulnerable with them is probably the biggest thing. Just letting them know, like, this is probably what you see like on TV. Like so many people are going to just see me on TV or see team 24 or 25 or however many teams that you see and then it's Florida Alabama like all these other teams all you see is on tv so you don't see everything that they go through the they, you don't see them getting up at 5 a.m you don't see them struggling you don't see them missing their family like you don't see all that type of thing so just being vulnerable with them and being like yeah I mean I'm going through that too like take them to coffee like go get lunch after your six a.m like man that was hard like let them know that everything's not easy because it's not I mean we like I'm trying to think I was pitching the other day and a group of the freshmen came in and they were watching and me and my catcher, which you guys know, I don't know if you know that Allie Chipman from Tennessee. I'm so fortunate, but she was catching me the other day and we were talking and we were having a bullpen. It was just me and her and we were going back and forth and they came in, they were watching. And I was like, I threw, I, I guess you can call me crazy, but I have to throw like curve change fastball to end on every single time. And I couldn't get the fastball. Of course, of all pitches, it's the fastball. And I like wouldn't throw it. I was like perfect for a right-handed inside, but not a lefty. And I wanted the lefty fastball outside away. And I could just see them. Sit, and I was, I mean, I'm struggling, but at the end I was like, that was a tough one today. Like just little things to let them know that the girls that they've seen on TV, like they're, you're human, your teammates, we're family, like that type of thing. And we've been through it too, especially as freshmen, they struggle because being away from home. I mean, I remember when I did, it was hard, but let them know we actually are a family and we just don't say that. I love that. That's what I think we all want for our teams. But what are some little things that that looks like? Because to me, that supports and We've said it a million times already because it's true. That's what gets you through the toughest times. So what makes your team family? What things do you do? 
I mean, I think it happens over time. Like, I think that, again, just being vulnerable, I think that's one of our biggest things that we say that we're going to be is just ask if you need help and not just try to do everything on your own, whether that's school stuff. If you really need help with school and you don't feel comfortable doing it, like, ask somebody. Like, we've all been – I've been probably through every class that these freshmen have had or – I mean, it's just little things like that, or ask if you've got problems going on at home, like you need to talk to somebody, just putting investment into each other, I think is what is the biggest step for us. And then after that, it's trusting each other and way more than on the field, but in life and just knowing that we have each other's backs and, and go a long way, especially at a big university like this. I mean, like Alabama softball, everybody loves softball, but like the other morning we were having breakfast and somebody starts talking about if last year and all this stuff like last year, like what we could have done, what we could have done. I'm like, well, it's a new team. I mean, you should have, could have, would have. I mean, what can you go? You can't go back. I mean, but I'm more excited now than I'm worried about last year. And I think a couple of girls heard me say that and they were like kind of shocked. I was like, no, I mean, seriously, like we're a family. This is our family now. You're, you're, you're here. It's a new team, new, new opportunity, new chances. So I think every year just letting them know that it doesn't matter if you've been here for a week or three years, you're just as much part of the family as anybody else. What do you think, or is there any specific, maybe what in the one specific thing you could take from last year as a lesson learned that you will take into this year without bringing up last year all the time? Right. Well, one of my goals is definitely, and I think that sometimes I can get ahead of my, as, as a pitcher, this is like a pitcher thing, but I would get ahead of myself and think games and then it led to like innings and then it led to hitters. But I think I could go more like pitch by pitch, which I felt like I was starting to do more in the postseason. And it kind of sounds silly, but it makes the game longer. You're not in a rush. And I didn't realize that until I started doing it, which I could lie and say that I've been doing it all my life, but I just haven't. Like I just thought, okay, if I get, if I throw this pitch, she'll swing it, she'll get out. And then now I have so-and-so coming up. Like, I can't, you can't think like that now, especially here, because every hitter's good. It doesn't even matter who you're playing against. So that's probably what I'll do myself, like, physically. But as far as mentally, I think just keeping the team within the team, because I think we're so new and so fresh. And, I mean, it's Alabama softball. So, like, every, like we, they love it. They're, it's a dream for them to come here. It's a dream for me to be here. So I just think, like, keeping our feet grounded and realize that everybody on the team from one to 21 deserves to be on the team and making sure that they know that and they're going to be a part of the reason that we hold the trophy up at the end right so so good I'm already ready to watch you guys and it's gonna be a while <laughs> <laughs> so you talked about like who we are as a team we talked a lot about like setting the standard holding each other accountable we hear all these things what are specific ways of being like what makes Alabama softball successful person to person um, every day the ins and outs what are things that you like to do as a leader to show that I'm here for the whole team I think the biggest thing for me um, as far as like leading a team is I realize like I can't do like I you can't do any of those things unless like you can't hold somebody accountable unless you show them that you love them like, if you're just getting on to them, then they're just thinking, this girl hates me. But if, like, I love you and I'm putting in the time and the effort and you know that I, whatever I say to you or you say to me, it goes both ways. So, like, if I'm slacking, hey, call me out. And I'll tell you, I mean, yeah, you're right. 
but I think just putting in the investment to know that when you hold each other accountable or when you get on each other, onto each other or somebody hollers something at you, then you know that it's out of love and you want the best for them. So I, I would say probably sounds cliche, but I, I love it. So I think if you like put your whole heart into each person and not just half the team or three girls or 19, it's got to be 21, then I think you're able to do that. And that's when everybody knows that it is a family. And I think that's what we have so strongly here because it stems from, it stems from the top. I mean, we've got our athletic director come, working out at 5 a.m. Like we see him, he's giving other girls fist bumps. I mean, him to the coaches to our support staff like everybody just has so much love for anybody it doesn't matter who it is so I think that starts from there and then I think our team does a good job of doing that too and not only listening to you but talking to former players and coach Murphy they talk so much about the culture that's ingrained in Alabama what is maybe one or two things that really stick out to you or the strongest pieces of your culture I think it's something that's like written all over the stadium. But what I love is how Murph always brings up Mudita. And you could hear it probably, you've probably heard it a hundred million times, but it's just so true. And I think that even if you go without saying it here, it's like normal for us. Like if you say it to other teams, they're like, or just bring it into other people, then they're like, dang, we don't really do that. But it, all it takes is one person not to do that. And then it brings down the whole team. So I think that, Murph like continuously saying that we say it as teammates like just keep bringing it up like this is what's gonna this is what's gonna win us some is because of we we love having other people having success there's no such thing as jealousy because we're on the same team we're all playing for the same thing sometimes you sometimes me always us is what we said so I think it was a big thing last year and I think that we'll probably continue to say that because I think it has it ties in a lot to Medita but Sometimes it'll be me. Sometimes it'll be like Lexi, Jayla, Saul, our other pitchers this year. But it's always going to be us. Like it's always going to be the pitchers. It's always going to be the defense. Always going to be the offense. Always our team and nobody else. I love that. If you could give any advice to girls who their team isn't quite mudita level, but they're working towards it, what are some ways that they personally can start to create that culture with their teammates? I, I think it's hard to do like young, but I think it's definitely doable. I, we, I remember we try to do it is just like talk, like set your goals as a team, like all together, not just half the team, but let the whole team know what you're doing. And you just have to hold each other accountable. And most importantly, hold yourself accountable because you can't say, you can't feel this way. You can't be jealous, but then you turn around and you're jealous the next day because Susie's going to play shortstop. Like you can't, you just can't be that way. And you just completely have to buy in. And it's hard to get so many people to do so, but I think it's easy if like your leaders, your coaches, like it starts, especially younger girls, it starts with your parents and your coaches, letting them know that your goals and you can't get in, be getting all this negative energy in all the time and then expect yourself at 14, 16, 17, thinking, okay, well, mom says so, or like dad says that I should be pitching, but obviously we just won the game. That's, we won. Or even if we lost, the coach is trying to win. So I think it's just finding all the positives and getting rid of the negatives, getting rid of the ants. I, I love that because we aren't allowed to say things like can't and don't in our practice because if anybody says it, everyone just has to stop and do 10 push-ups because it's like, we're, don't yeah. use that language. And when often when I'm working with kids too, and it's talking, we're, we're talking about making adjustments, right? And they go to don't drop my hands. 
you know, when they're talking about hitting. So we always talk about how important language is, right? You want to tell your body what you want it to do, not what you don't want it to do. So uh, it's awesome to hear that from you too, because I think that um, there's so many girls out there that have these dreams. And I think that when you don't have that support system, but you at least have a family on your team, that's what really helps you get through that. And the right foundation as a culture will also help, you know, really help you think that way and think differently, which is so important. Yeah. And I will say to that, my support system isn't, or the, like my core that I'm talking about is always my mom, dad, brother, and sister. Mm-hmm. Like my roommates that are on the softball team, I would call my core. Like they threw all of that. And especially like, I've got a couple that left, but we would meet all the time and we would just sit and talk. That's like, that's core. And they were on my team, right? They hold me accountable. They've gotten onto me, but they're still like my core. So it doesn't have to be your family. If your parents aren't always bought into your softball or whoever's taking you, like they're just, hey, like go have fun. But you still like, you want to get serious and you want to hold yourself accountable, then you can do it without, within the team, within the coaches, like find, find a team that's like that for you. But it's a good, that's, that's nice that you brought that up because it isn't just like my family. And I think it's the same for a lot of my teammates because you can be that for each other. And especially when you get to college and most people go, you know, at least some distance from their family, you do have to start to trust that additional support system. So I think that's awesome that you have that, especially people that you can relate to that are in it with you as well. Right. Right. I've gotten pretty lucky. I love that. So for our coaches listening, uh, what are some things that your coaches have done at Alabama before Alabama, your dad that have helped you become the strong, confident player you are? Well, I think luckily my dad has always been one of the coaches. So it was kind of pretty common for me to have my dad care more about me as a person than athlete for, for our relationship. I mean, we, we love doing other things. So I think that for the father, daughter, mother, daughter relationships that are coaching, I think just knowing that sometimes the parents can love the game so much, almost more than the player probably sometimes, but knowing that they're more than the game and do things outside of softball. So that way that they know that it's not, you don't care just about softball, which with my, my dad was like awesome. And we love fishing, we love hunting, we love camping, all this other stuff. And so I think that was good for us. But when I got to school, it was pretty cool for me to see because it wasn't my dad carrying, um, just like it was Murph and them, like they love putting effort in to make you a better person, not just an athlete. And you hear that probably all the time because everybody loves talking about it. And it's because it's true. You wouldn't hear it if it wasn't, but Murph's got something that says person over athlete. And it couldn't be truer. I'm telling you as a person that we've won a lot of games and we've lost the big ones. And it's always like, I remember it was last year and also the year when we lost in Oklahoma, I was in the hall. I mean, I'm tore up. I love the team. Like, I just want to win. I'm on, I'm obviously tore up. And I mean, Murph gives me a hug. And I'm just like, gosh, like, how are you even hugging me right now? Um, but I think it's just things like that. They just love you as a person. And then that's what, that's what wins games. That's just it. So I think that developing that starts with the coaches first. What else would you say like that also, of course, hundred percent agree. It starts with the coaches and you have an, just an amazing core group of coaches that definitely help build that. Right. So what is the next step from a player standpoint, right? How do you keep going, especially with your experience? How do you keep that going? I think it's trusting the coaches. Like you have to have a couple people that the rest of the team trusts. So 
a good a good description is my freshman year we had like Reagan Dykes, Courtney, Maris, Caroline Hardy, like those were my seniors. And they trusted Murph and they trusted the coaches and be like, Okay, if this is what you say, if this is what we need to do, we trust it. And then the rest of the team just like followed. Because they were the leaders, right? So I think like having a, like a core group on the team that says that can hold the other teammates accountable and be like, Well, coach says this, this is what we're gonna do. We trust coach, this works. And then and then having like the rest fall in line is usually how I think it's more beneficial because then then those girls trust the girls that trust the coaches and then so forth and so forth. But I think I think it's easy to do when you have like great coaches, like I've grew up with great travel ball coaches that still call me now. So I think that they're definitely out there just figuring the best team for you and your goals as a player. Cause like, if you want to go to a high level, you have to have that growing up. You can't go to college thinking that you deserve to be on the field as far as like, I'm going to go win. I'm going to take the, like, I'm going to get this. Cause frankly, everybody is just in the same situation. So it's not really like everybody deserves to be there, but you don't deserve to play as far. I mean, when you get there and you just got to work for it. So I think that growing up and putting yourself in situations for people to care more about you and tell you, Hey, you got to work harder or, Hey, you got to do this. Like don't have so much of an attitude kind of deal. Like people to hold you in check is going to, what's going to make your, you, your person succeed. Great advice. So to be respectful of your time, let's wrap this up with a final question. What is one golden piece of advice you could give to athletes, coaches, anyone in softball? You choose. I would say probably just knowing and just practice. It's going to take practice, but knowing that life is more than a game. And I can like go on and talk about it all day, but I love softball so much. And I want to play until God willing has me stop. And whenever that is, I want to be able to say that I like put it all on the field. Like I worked hard and I'm going to remember those moments, but just knowing that the game has brought me more relationships than wins and losses in between. I think that the game is more than just softball and realizing that that's not your life, but your life is softball brings you relationships and brings you family and that core and the support group that we were talking about. Like the girls that I'm telling you about that's my core group, we're going to be in my wedding and I'm going to be in theirs and we're going to be best friends forever. And I think that's, way more important than that one time we lost or that one time we won or anything like that. And I think the older that I get, and I, you can kind of see that. And we talked about it a lot when I was growing up, but now it's like for real, cause we care so much about it and the love only grows for the game. So I think it's just realizing that your softball is going to end at some point. And then when that's over, what do you have? And I think I'm pretty lucky to say I've got a good group. So I, I hope that's everybody's goal first create that group and when you want to win you're going to win when you have that so I think just balancing the two but realizing that it's more than just a game we can't thank you enough for taking some time out of your busy schedule to come and talk to us but I did want to give you an opportunity for you to promote your website because I know you just released that I saw on social media so if you want to kind of promote your website and let us know where to find find you yeah well okay so well first just thank you guys so much for having me this was so cool. And I could literally talk forever. As you can tell, like, I'll like ramble on from question to question because I can just so many thoughts. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so much. I like just love it so much. So thank you. And anyway, my website is montanafouts14.com. 
and which I'm super excited because I've got my cousins and my whole family, like my, it's my family pretty much running it for me, which is so exciting. And I love that. So big shout out to them, but they're helping with that. And I know that we, we sold out of like a lot of t-shirts, which is really awesome. And I'm so grateful. So thanks for everybody that bought them, but I, I'm going to be like posting like updates and stuff on throughout my Instagram, social media, because we're going to try to restock as soon as possible. But I'm excited because we're going to have fall stuff, like fall releases, spring releases, summer, kind of keep it going through that because I think it's pretty cool. It's, it's a great opportunity and I'm grateful for all of it. Thank you again. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll keep in touch and wishing you the best of luck uh, at Alabama this year. Well, thank you. I'm excited to get going and I'm grateful for y'all to have me. That is a wrap on an amazing episode. She's just as great a human as she is a pitcher, right? If you want this kind of confidence, poise, and competitiveness for your players, it all starts in the mind. And if you want to give your girls a head start on the mental game, I highly suggest signing your team up for the next level bootcamp. Not only will your girls be able to learn directly from Montana in a private Zoom call, they can ask her any questions they want about becoming an elite student athlete and leader. They'll also get not only one, but five days of training with our lead mental training consultant and state champion coach, Alicia Smith, giving them the mental foundation of commitment, drive, and confidence. Sound like something your team could use? Would that be worth less than 40 bucks a kid? I say so. I'm signing my team up. So head over to mentalsweetspot.com slash team bootcamp to sign them up right now. Just so you know, there are only 10 spots for these teams and I am honestly taking one. We want to make this an amazing experience, including mentorship with former D1 athletes for each of these teams. So sign up now. mentalsweetspot.com slash team bootcamp. Again, that starts Sunday, September 12th. All right, that's it for today. Have a good one.